You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Uh, today's episode of the Locked on Rays podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Okay, Ulysses, man, opening day is going to be upon us in, man, about 48 hours or so, 72 hours or so. Like it is coming up on us quick. Hopefully there's no COVID related or otherwise delays. So we should be, should be good on that front. But we figured before the start of opening day and as we get rolling into the season, why not a mailbag? We have several mailbag questions to get through. And without wasting any more time, we will indulge. Uh, this first one from Thomas Lane, uh, he asked, if Yoshi tears it up out of the gate playing first base, does G-Man Choi get demoted? Um, I'll, I'll take this real quick. I mean, he's out of options. Okay. So he would have to clear waivers before, before being sent to the minors. So I guess they could either try to do that or trade him for a pack of gum or something like that. Or they just, <laughs> if it you know gets to that point, they just send down one of their fringe pitchers and make it work from that end. But something tells me that it's going to be a while before G-Man Choi gets back to the bigs, having setback after setback with his knee injury and uh, the Rays seemingly glowing about Yoshi leading off and how he's handled first. Like, it might be a battle for him to get back on the roster anytime soon. Yeah, it might be a battle. But, I mean, we've been kind of chopping Choi's uh, head on the block for about two seasons now saying he's the odd man out and yet he still persists being on this yes. roster the race front office really likes what gmon provides on and off the field uh so yeah it, it, could it happen obviously you know everybody's replaceable okay you, you can trade blakes now uh, the issue with gmon cho is that his value is nowhere near close to that so i don't know if the pack of gum uh, you're going to get maybe a couple of those, maybe a couple, couple of big packs. red sticks. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the Valley's not there to get anything back worth it. Uh, remember you got G Choi for, for Brad Miller. Let's, right. let's remember that. So uh, the trade value is not there, but look, I think we're all in on Yoshi being successful. And so I, I think we're, we're, big proponents on that uh, on this show for Joshi to have a really great season. And I think that would help obviously the race having a really powerful bat at first base, which hasn't happened in a, in quite a while. I know it has been a while. And let's also be honest, like at some point we know guys are going to go down for one reason or the other, whether it's Yandy Diaz or Mike Bross, somebody will inevitably go down and that'll 
inevitably probably provide an opportunity for G-Man Choi. And then if that has to mean Yoshi transfers over to third base or corner outfield or DH, whatever it may be, the numbers always seem to work out from that end. I I mean, I, let let me put it like this. I'd probably be more concerned if I'm Brett Phillips than G-Man Choi as of right now. Yes. That'd be fair. Yeah. 100%. 100%. We'll go with that. Uh, okay, uh, next question from Zach Dab. He says, which would you rather see, a Tyler Glass now Cy Young campaign or a Brandon Lau MVP season? Not necessarily more likely, but what you'd enjoy more? Ooh, this is a good question. This is a good mm-hmm. question. Not the likeliest one, but the one you would enjoy the most. You know, I think I would get enough. I think we've seen a lot of really great pitching in, in for, for, as, as a race fan. We've seen a lot of really good pitchers. You, you've seen some hitters have really good quality seasons, but, I mean, to be an MVP-type guy, you can – I mean, those you have maybe three, four of those campaigns in, in race franchise history, and most of them <laughs> carry the number three on the jersey – so I think I would enjoy m- m- the most is uh, Brennan Lau being having an MVP type season. I think I would I'd enjoy that more because if you're having an MVP season and you're Brandon Lau, that means bombs. That means run production. That means maybe that you're being pretty effective on the base paths. You're, you're having a gold glove type uh, play out there on the field. That's enjoyable. And, and yes. Plus, you, if you're having an MVP-type season and you're Brandon Lau, that means you're not hurt. That means you actually yes. put up, what, 130, 140 games? So that, I think, is, is the biggest thing that I would enjoy is having Brandon Lau being not only effective but healthy. I'll take that one. Yeah, at least 130, 140 games. Probably if you're trying to win an MVP, at least maybe 150 at that. Mm-hmm. It also means he would have a higher batting average, probably a lot fewer strikeouts as well. And you said it, the games thing. I mean, he's played about 180 games across three seasons. Now, some of that isn't his fault. I mean, you, you get called up your rookie season, uh, you get hurt in 2019, and then you have the pandemic shortened season in 2020. I also think that, you know, if he was to have an MVP season, it also mean, I mean, he probably wouldn't have as many or if any major slumps as he's shown to do um, in, in prior times with the race. And let, let's be honest, you, uh, the, the Rays don't have an MVP to their name, to their franchise name. They have two no. Cy Youngs already. So you'd be making right. history on that end. You've got David Price and Blake Snell. Who's the, who's the closest Rays MVP? I, I, I mean, is Austin Meadows the closest or was there somebody else beforehand? I'm not really sure at that, but I know no, no Rays players won an MVP award while they were on right. the Rays. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, a couple seasons, the, the Longoria 2010, the Longoria 2009, and maybe 2013 okay. got him a few down ballot MVP votes, just like the 2019 got Austin Meadows, the down uh, ballot MVP votes. But yeah, that would be exciting. That's what I would like to have is a guy that is just crushing it so hard that, yes. you know, national media has to start paying attention to what the Rays are doing. I'll take that one, Zach. Would you agree that um, winning an MVP, at least as it stands right now, would be easier in the American League compared to the National League? 
because I look at the National League and it seems like there is a ton, a ton of competition between Mookie Betts, Soto, Bellinger, Tatis, Acuna, Lindor, Yelich, Freeman, Tatis, Arenado, yeah. Harper. There's a lot of guys. Well, yeah, I mean, in the American League, you have Trout. But after that, are there really any like surefire guys? Maybe Springer, maybe LeMahieu, Jose Ramirez. Okay. I mean, it, it seems like to win an MVP would be less of a hurdle for Brandon Lau than, I mean, if he, it's, it's all mood because he, because he doesn't play in the national league, but I, I'd love to see Brandon Lau win an MVP. Also maybe get yes. a little bit of a, an MVP bonus or something like that for to help <laughs> boost up that very, very, very team friendly contract of yeah, his. Indeed. Okay. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, continuing with the mailbag questions here. Uh, this one from Austin Holloway. He says. Uh, I saw an interesting quip on the timeline about potentially bringing on Charlie Morton as an assistant pitching coach once his career is finished. What are your thoughts on the likelihood as well as how he could improve our staff? Well, I I think he would improve it a bunch because he did that just by being a player. So I definitely think that uh, the race should look into that. They did it with the Nard Span, who is now part of the front office. I think that would be a good thing that the Rays do for their players is to have a guy with Charlie Morton's experience and quality uh, human being there. No, nobody ever has said a, a bad thing about Charlie. And, and that means a lot when you've been playing professionally, you know, for almost 20 years. So I'll say that first, I think it would be a great idea. Number two is how, how possible is this? Because I'm sure that, you know, everybody has said that, you know, they, they parted in amicable ways. However, I mean, $15 million to say no to, and then what was their offer to bring him back? Did that tick him off somewhat? Was there even an offer on the table? He signed exactly for the same amount with the Atlanta Braves. So how was it was the disrespect following the 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 no option shown or the 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 dollar signs being maybe in the single digits that's what I think is is the biggest problem with this proposition I think it'd be great yeah. for the race but how is that relationship working right now between the race the Charlie Morton's agent and Charlie Morton himself Yeah there's a couple of things there you wonder if like the race have 
giving him a low ball offer. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you $8 million if you want to come back mm-hmm. at half the cost. You know, we are a, a business here. We are numbers crunch and we did have the pandemic after all. And that could have been seen as a slap in the face. At least, at least they didn't like bring him back and then trade him right where he thought he was going to be in a raise uniform. And That's then, worst then case the next day, yeah, they, they ship him off to the Braves. The other thing too is um, let's not just, I know he loves baseball as much as the next guy, but let's not go on this assumption that he just wants to be a baseball lifer. Maybe for the next decade or so, he wants to raise his four kids in Bradenton and wants to enjoy a little bit of retirement. I mean, he's been doing this baseball thing for a very long time. Maybe he can be a a spring training instructor. I mean, Bradenton is just a half hour. uh, Well, half hour to St. Petersburg. I'm not sure. I mean, not too far from Charlotte Charlotte either. So, I mean, it's, 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 that's definitely something he could manage or at least be kind of a, maybe a special assistant role. I don't know Mm -hmm. if he'd be ready to really fully take on, okay, I want to do the grind of doing this all over again and and being away from my family where I want to be able to raise my kids. I want to, I have other hobbies and interests as well. We all know about that sort of stuff, but as far as, you know, what he would bring to the table, I think he'd be a tremendous, tremendous pitching coach. I mean, probably right in the mold of, of Kyle Snyder. I mean, this is a guy who has literally been through it all. He understands what playing for a bad franchise, playing for a good franchise, having to reinvent yourself, having to come back from injury. Um, Just so many different things tied into that. I mean, it's overcoming failures. That is something that um, his wisdom would. Yeah. Winning in the postseason, being a great postseason stage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so so he has a lot to give, and I think it would be a, a wealth of knowledge to have a guy that cerebral in your organization, a hundred percent. But I think the personal things, yeah, would have to be unpacked a little bit. But I think if we just look at it strictly as should the Rays pursue this, a hundred percent, yeah. Get guys, quality guys in your organization, and your organization will be quality. No, no brainer for sure. Like what the Red Sox basically have done with, with Brian Bannister, I could see something along those lines. Let me just put it like this. I think uh, Charlie Morton would be a much better pitching coach than Barry Bonds would be a hitting coach because even though both of those guys <laughs> yes. have had immense success, um, Barry Bonds didn't really experience much failure. So it's much tougher to be a coach where it's like, I know how to do it. Why can't you do it? But like, well, and that's, yeah. you can't, he, this is easy for level yeah. with those. Exactly. And that's why like a guy like Michael Jordan probably wouldn't be a great coach. Just assuming that that's just kind of the, um, that, that's kind of how it goes about from that standpoint. Okay. Uh, this question from Jason Decker, what do you think the starting rotation and bullpen is going to look like at the beginning of the season? Well, okay. I'm going to flip this around because we kind of already know this. This question was asked several days ago before the roster was set, but I will flip this on you, Ulysses. What do you think the rotation will look like at the end of the season? Ooh, that's a good You're one, one through five. Really we won't go one. through as far as the bullpen because the bullpen could, I mean, it could, there's guys yeah. we probably haven't really heard of that might get a shot or an opportunity. So Kevin, there were, there were 34 pitchers used in 2020 by the race. So yeah. everybody that's, that's screaming and, and, and kicking about Shane McClanahan and Luis Patino and, uh, Josh Fleming not being in the opening day roster. Look, number one, I get you and I understand you. I understand. But there's also a lot of baseball to be played and baseball people get injured. Yes. Okay, so you're going to see everybody. You're going to see everybody. So by the end, uh, what the rotation will look like, I, I don't want to put this, I, w- I don't want to put this evil out there, but I think Rich Hill 
might be the loose cog in this mm. starting rotation right now. Um, so if I could, you know, see, I, I could see Josh Fleming taking over that role. Um, and maybe a Shane McClanahan could supplant, um, you know, uh, Archer, maybe if Archer is not uh, successful. I don't know. I, I think, I think Hill will have the shortest leash among Waka and Archer and him. So I think it'll take a, a lot more ineffectiveness for Archer and Waka um, for the race to say, okay, let's, yeah. let's do something else. Um, but you know, I, so I'll, I'll say that rich Hill will be, um, substituted for, for Josh Fleming at, at some point during the season, the rest, I, I think it'll stay pat. Uh, I think it'll stay like that. Yeah. That, no injuries, I agree with that. This too. is no injuries. Yeah. Like we can't just, you know, foresee injuries. I, and who knows, maybe you see a six man rotation with McClanahan and Fleming or a tandem start from that standpoint. And yeah, I do agree with you on the Hill thing. I do think, look, between Archer and Waka too, I mean, Archer's making three times or twice as much as Michael Waka is. So I would think that the leash is a little bit shorter on Waka than it would be Archer. Uh, it's funny because I get this question from other, when I do interviews on other podcasts, they keep bringing up the name Patino. And I, I just don't think this year would be the year that he would on a rotation spot. I think it's we haven't we haven't actually uh, dove into this and this maybe because we we knew that the other one would feel the same but i keep seeing patino being brought up like in 2020 like guys he didn't ever face anything above single yeah. a or high a rather and and then he was brought on a shortened season for the padres because people got hurt in that rotation why would we expect the race who have the number one farm system to just leapfrog so many other candidates? I mean, he would be leapfrogging Brendan McKay, uh, uh, Joe Ryan. He would be uh, Shane McClanahan, Josh Fleming. I mean, why is the Brent Honeywell consistent? Yeah, Brent Honeywell. Uh, even if even if Honeywell isn't used as a starter, which I don't think he will. I think he's going to be used as a short relief kind of guy, at least in this season. Um, it, it just seems to me a lot of people are putting a lot of emphasis on Patino when I don't think we're going to see a lot of Patino this year. And if we do, it might be an August, yeah. September kind of thing. And he was optioned to the minors pretty quickly too. And there's other yeah. guys. Look, I think Patino is going to be a very talented player in time, but again, only 21 years old, really. I mean, outside of the sit in the majors, hasn't played above a ball. And there's other guys that, yes, I think Patino is more talented than these guys, but these guys are more, refined Trevor Richards, Chris Mazza, like the Rays are going to go through the names a little bit, I think, before they get to that point. It's kind of like not the same situation with Wander Franco, but you know, who, if, if an injury happens in April, you're not bringing Wander because Mike Brasso got hurt uh, or Adamas gets hurt. You're not bringing Wander Franco. You're bringing Taylor Walls. Yeah, is Taylor Walls a better player than Wander Franco? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not ever. But he is more major league ready. You yes. want the the development to happen, especially when you have such a golden egg right there in both Patino and Wander Franco. So yeah, I think a lot of hype has been going to those two guys. But in reality, there's a lot more depth than that. The Rays would not have the number one farm system, people, if a major league player gets hurt and then you're looking at 19, 20, 21 year olds that have never seen double a 
Let's be let's let's be real. That's a good point there. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember to use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. We, for a while, have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is, of course, the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. They are all extremely, extremely delicious. And we know you need to try some for yourself. So go to builtbar.com, check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com to try out the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Okay, Ulysses, continuing with these uh, mailbag questions. Uh, This one from Joshua Garner Uh, Here's my question. Who has the better season of our soft toss guys from the left, Rich Hill or Ryan Yarbrough? I think inadvertently I answered this question. Um, Yeah, Ryan Yarbrough. Again, Rich Hill, I think is going to be the loose cog in this starting five um, as it is right now. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, I think your bold prediction for 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 this uh, year was that Ryan Yarbrough would be pitching the most innings uh, in, in this race staff. I 100% agree with you. I think Ryan Yarbrough will forever, hopefully this is the last year for his uh, sake, for his uh, money's sake, uh, for his financial uh, sake, uh, that he... Uh, he this is the last time he will be under the radar. This guy is a good pitcher. He can provide valuable quality innings. And I think race fans already know this for the most part, but this is the year where he's going to show not only race fans, but baseball fans all across the, the globe that he is a major league starter and he can put up number two, number three type um, production from, from the rotation. Yeah. And I think this year may be different than past years, but I put a lot of value on how many innings you can throw. That's going to be important this year. And there is no doubt in my mind that Ryan Yarbrough is going to throw more innings than Rich Hill, who threw 39 innings in 2020 and had shoulder fatigue that mm-hmm. year and 59 in 2019. Now, the prior couple of years before that, he was throwing 138. But again, 41 years old. Um, you look at some of the metrics with the, the walk rates and the strikeout rates and the swinging strike percentages. Uh, it doesn't look too good for this guy. I think this, I think as we've been saying on this show that, yeah, he'll start out the season as a starter and then probably shift into a bulk, smaller bullpen role and, and come in wherever the race fit. What I think is so funny is the fact that Rich Hill is actually making more than Ryan Yarbrough this season by a couple hundred thousand yet Ryan Yarbrough <laughs> is the number two. And, and again, I think that motivates Ryan Yarbrough. You just hope he doesn't go away from 
doing what's gotten them to the dance. Don't try, you don't have to try to force right. your fastball to 92 miles an hour. Use your, your broad repertoire and, and keep hitters off balance and allow that weak contact and don't walk guys. Keep doing that and the money will come. The success will come. That, that's the standpoint with Yarbrough, I think. He was top three in exit velocity last year. I mean, th- yeah. this is a guy that can really neutralize powerful bats. And in what division is he in? The AL East with a lot of people that have power. Toronto's lineup, are you kidding me? The Yankees, the Red Sox suck in the, in the, in the pitching side of things, but they yeah. still got a, a pretty hefty lineup there. So it's, it, it, he's shown that he can do this, and I think he will definitely um, be successful, at least way more yeah. than Rich Hill in 2021. And Rich Hill, I mean, again, he's had a very long, successful career. He's found a way to overcome so many times. But at some point, Father Time's going to be calling your name, especially all the injuries that he's sustained over the years. And, I mean, you compare his repertoire to Yarbrough. Yarbrough has, what, four or five pitches that I'll use? Mm-hmm. Hill really has two, basically, the, the yeah. fastball and the curveball. And it, it it's all contingent on that going forward. Uh, it, it's funny because we do have another Rich Hill related question that kind of ties into all this. <laughs> a lot of Rich Hill talk, a lot of Dick Mountain talk on this, uh, on this pod here. This one from Mason McVay. Uh, I have little to no faith in Hill. My oh. question, do you think he makes more or less than 10 starts? And when will he be replaced by my boy, Josh Fleming? Wow. Look at this. Okay. Yeah. So it's the Rich Hill episode. Well, let, let's talk a little bit uh, 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 on on how many starts per month. You could say you could see four starts in April mm-hmm. uh, by 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 Hill. May you could do four, maybe five. So that's nine. Do I see that much ineffectiveness by the end of May, where the race just DFA him, let him go, or just? completely say hey look you're in the bullpen now you're you're our cleanup mess up guy you're our right. Andy Sonnenstein of 2010 uh, they they could do that and i think that would that be the same thing to answer that question if he's demoted from the rotation and, and does he a fade here's my question does being an opener start count as a start or you basically have to legitimately be part of the rotation I like this because game three, he will be in a tandem with Archer and he will start that, that game three. So that would count. You know what? If you open a game, you start the game. So yes, okay. I will say that he will start 10 or more uh, for the race this season because he might be used as an opener yeah. if he's not that successful early on. And you know what? It might not even be a thing where he's totally replaced by Fleming. They might just say, I guess in a way, sort of maybe, but he would, Hill would be the opener. And then you bring in Josh Fleming after mm-hmm. that. So they'd be quote unquote tandem starting together. But I, I absolutely, yes, because even though Fleming hasn't made the opening day roster, he will find a way to weasel and work his way in at some point. I think pitch a lot of innings. The question I have, who do you think pitches more innings, Josh Fleming or Rich Hill this year? Oh, that's a good one. That's a, that's, that's a prop bet. That's a prop bet right there. Yeah. Um, man. Well, I mean, I, I can't go against my whole stance this whole episode. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to say Josh Fleming. <laughs> yeah. And it could Josh be pretty Fleming close too. Home. I mean, it could yeah. be, you know, Rich Hill could pitch 90 and, and Josh Fleming goes a hundred. I, I, I will yeah. be curious to see how, how many innings Hill has at the end of the year. I, I tend to lean South of a hundred, but 
I could be well, wrong on that. Again, and, and and this is just all uh, conjecture at this point, but if we look at game three, Hill starting Archer, could this be a thing throughout the season where Hill and Archer are just going to go back to back maybe just to save some innings? So next time that they're up, Archer takes the home opener, like you said uh, on yes. yesterday's episode. Archer t- And then Hill gets in at the third, fourth inning and then takes a, a couple a- innings from um, that game. It could be done that way to save some innings. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. But Fleming will have more innings than Rich Hill in 2021. Innings management, that is going to be a big key and a big theme for this year. I should note, um, as far as the Rich Hill, uh, I don't want to say hate train, but not much love for Rich Hill this year. Dan Samborski of Fangraphs has him as one of his handful of quote bust candidates. So assumes that he will kind of, uh, fall out of the ether because of his age, because of his strikeout rate, because of his swinging percentage. And, uh, he does, Samborski's in charge of the zips metric. And I I guess that it doesn't bode well for Hill, but Hill's overcome before he's found a way and this, he might have a bounce back year. I mean, he, in the innings, he does throw when healthy. I mean, he's been pretty darn solid, but again, there's a reason that he accepted a two and a half million dollar deal when other pitchers like Robbie Ray and Drew Smiley and so many other guys were getting, you know, eight, nine, ten million dollars. There's a reason Hill had to settle for two and a half. So and we have to obviously put in the the bias here, which is he's in the Rays organization. The Rays organization knows how to handle pitcher pitchers. Mm-hmm. They have turned careers 180 before, multiple times. So, if there if there are question marks surrounding Rich Hill's effectiveness and um, injury past, I think you can also say there there are good things with this relationship with the Rays and and they could just get that little bit of juice that's still in, 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 in Rich Hill's body that you can put it in that 2021 season. And also, look, you said, what, 41, 42 years old? You don't think that the Rays are kind of thinking to themselves, our pitching staff, after sending Snell and Morton away, is pretty young. They need to have a, a veteran voice that there in that rotation. Rich Hill is that guy. Rich Hill, who also... Again, you see him walking on the street. He does not look like an athlete. You see, who is this guy with the dad bod that what, what's he doing in, in his yeah. days? You know, he's, he's doing some accounting or something like that. Just looks like your average Joe weekend warrior type. Like if you saw him in the gym, you would not think, oh, this guy has been a major league pitcher for 15 years. He just does not have that look. But, you know, some guys are able to overcome with that. So. Yeah, I think uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the movie The Rookie. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, like a long that. time ago. Based on a Devil Rays player, right? Yeah, Jim Morris. Oh, Is that yeah. right? Morris. Yeah, Jim Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very good. I was, Maybe I, I was first. I was first going to say Jim Morrison, and I was like, no, no, no. That's the Doors, baby. Let's not get music. Uh, this is not a music podcast. Although we could definitely turn it into one. Yeah, we could do that as well. Uh, Rich Hill. <laughs> Dick Mountain, uh, he is, look, this has basically been the Rich Hill podcast. Crazy. Th- this might be as much Rich Hill as we talk for the entire People year. People were That's asking for it. People okay. just wanted to get the Rich Hill questions out there. They wanted to know about Dick Mountain. Look, that's it. That's all we can say about Dick Mountain. 
We appreciate it. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast or the Locked on Rich Hill podcast. Now <laughs> tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.